It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, we bring you Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. What are we doing, Aaron? Hi, John. Uh, we're doing okay personally. Um, well, sports fan-wise, uh, this last week has been difficult, it, but uh, here we are. It has been a strange, rough, rough week. Um, I mean, the Badgers, the Badgers won, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's on, a the scoreboard, on the scoreboard they won, so that's the only place it really counts. But, yeah, uh, that's yeah. true. And then uh, they're gonna they're gonna Minnesota Twins their way to winning the NFC or the NFC, the Big Ten West. Mm. But uh, well, yeah. we'll see about that this week as we we move through things. Uh, but we'll get this out of the way. Remind you that you can find all of us. You can find us on uh, tw- X Twitter. Uh, you can find the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can also find me. At not so humble host, I'll note that you can also find this show here, the podcast itself, at Scotty Johnny Pod at Mastodon Social. Whereas I'm at Scotty Johnny at Mastodon World, you can also find me at J E Barnett on Blue Sky. Aaron, how do people find you and all oh of your wonderful God. rantings and and uh, that's like insights. that's like some of those it's like some of those northern U.S. Uh, Canadian radio stations that have like five or six different. Uh, repeater stations you know kqds up in duluth they have like right. it can be it can be heard in 20 counties and uh two countries and all the way from michigan to north dakota because they have all the, and then they just sit there <laughs> yeah. 97.3 in grand forks 94.6 and nothing ends in a six uh my name is aaron flop <laughs> you can find me at twitter talk ratchet <laughs> Yeah, and we're off and running. You can find me at Cheddar Talk, John, at Cheddar Talk uh, on X Twitter. Yeah, the misbranding of Twitter and calling it X is Elon Musk's dumbest thing he's ever done. Because everyone still calls it Twitter. Because if you right. just call it X, there's too many other things that are X. The X Games, well, they uh, call things it... you shouldn't watch. And there's then they still, instead of calling bottle of booze. Instead of calling it tweeting, now it's just posting. I'm like, well, that's what Facebook was. You just made it Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and you're an idiot. Yeah. All right. So, and no, um, you're also. You can also you can, uh, you can find me on Blue Sky at Apple Bottom Flottom dot Blue Sky dot Social dot blah blah blah. Right. Still working on that one. Don't get on that one nearly as much. So, and especially this last week with everything that's been happening overseas, I've been on the X Twitter just trying to figure out what's happening. Right. Just letting, <laughs> yeah, I can't learn anything off social media. So there we are. And uh, the thing I wanted to talk here while we're doing the opening, I did. I, I said this to Aaron, but I know he didn't get time because he's got a lot going on there. But I wanted to kind of read some of the stuff. Uh, Tom Izzo, who you and I both enjoy because he's from Iron Mountain, Iron Mountain, Michigan. Yeah, uh, he's the uh, only thing about Michigan State that I can tolerate. Yeah, uh, because the, the only, the absolute only thing. Yeah, yes. it's it's a terrible school, terrible and people. it's yeah, it's a yeah, and they've done a lot of horrible things and keep firing coaches and you know doctors and things who get prosecuted and sued and yeah, lots of terrible things. Yeah, Don't you, send your you, kids. The there. U.S. gymnastic thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they just fired their coach for harassment as well. So. Yeah, but anyhow, yeah. Um, Izzo is talking about the transfer portal, which we've talked about several times. He's just talking about for basketball because they changed the window a little bit. 
says, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not for what they're looking to do, said Izzo. And the quote says, going on, I think 30 days would have been plenty. I think most kids know where they're going anyway. I think they forget we've got a job to do. Let me tell you something. This transfer portal is not going to be the best thing for the kids. You get 45 days. If you think a kid is leaving, are you going to go out and get somebody else? Because you can't wait forever. Now it's affecting the kids you've got here. Uh, He's very angry that the portal uh, is giving them more time. 45 days to be in the portal and try to figure out if they're going to leave. Or 45 days to wait to decide whether they're going to enter the portal and stuff too. The one point he does have is, according to actual NCAA data... 19% 19% of the Division One basketball players who entered the transfer portal uh, who were already scholarship athletes failed to obtain an, a scholarship from another school after entering the portal. So they lost their scholarships by trying to transfer out. I don't know. Um, I'm in favor of kids having the option to go places because if you're not an athlete, it's pretty easy to transfer schools. Like, super easy. I did it. So I don't know, Aaron. What are your thoughts on, on basketball transfers, football transfers, all this stuff? I mean, I don't think it's killing or hurting anything particularly well well first of all i just remember back like two years when micah potter couldn't get onto the badgers for whatever reason and they held him hostage for some strange reason for almost a whole year yeah um uh izzo's not wrong and uh that brings up the question too when has ncaa ever done anything for the for the student athletes they don't (laughs) that's true they're they're a bunch of they're a bunch of adults that are trying to make money they don't care they don't care they could give a rip if uh, these kids get a degree because they're them getting a degree doesn't make them a dollar. Right. They, they, I mean, they want their, their greatest thing is if uh, their greatest wish is that if one of these players gets onto a football team, basketball team, uh, especially football, men's football and basketball, which makes the most money. Mm -hmm. I I mean, there might be different people who think different things about different sports um, simply because the revenue is not there. But as far as football and basketball goes, their greatest wish is that they come to college and they play four, four or five straight years and never get injured once and uh, make a name for themselves and blow up their programs so people spend more money to come watch them, mm-hmm. watch them on TV, buy gear, um, do whatever else. I mean, uh, NIL was, you know, the stuff with paying the players was was highly pushed back against and then. It, it, it was weird that all of a sudden it was like the dam broke because all of a sudden there was an opportunity for them to legally give kids money without having to do it on their table and not be suspended. <laughs> I mean, the NILs, NIL is a program so oh. they could give money to players. And, and the courts did so, that too. I, I know, but I mean, yeah. there's you, you can grease your judges, you can grease your courts too. I mean, you know that, John. You're well, in I that. Think, no. You're, 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 no, 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 no. You're Hold on a profession. second. No, no, no. In that profession, I have never once seen that. No, that's not a thing. People don't grease judges. You're not giving them money to make. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Are you in Georgia? You're in a civilized state. You're in a civilized state like Wisconsin. So all I said is that I'm just. It it did just follow the law, the precedents that were already set that you can't stop people from selling their own likeness. That's theirs. So that's all they said. Yeah, that was the only thing they said. But but otherwise, right. it, it's it's given them a chance to actually pay the players. I mean, it's a professional sport now. It's not even college sports anymore. So yeah, Tom's right. I mean, it's going to ruin the sport. Not only that, but like, it, I think I mean, to a degree though too. You can you can, you can literally out you can out pay players. It's a salary is a salary capless organization. It's just like Major League Baseball. 
except without the luxury tax. At the same point, though, like you get what what Izzo is kind of talking about is I don't want my backups who I want to start in two years to go start for a different program now uh, if they have the opportunity to do so. Well, that's, that's, in which that, case, that they'll make is, NIL there, but not here. They will make that, less that money boat, staying. That, that, boat is, that boat is sail, and the Band-Aid isn't going to be big enough to stop the wound. Yeah, so, so that's what he's really he, upset about, though, is it hurts him. Right. I mean, because <laughs> they just let it happen. Yeah. And 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 you know what? There's a there's a saying that goes tough, and the second word rhymes with bit. <laughs> and that's it. I, it Tough, it's no gone. Geez. Like you, you could have done something about this three years ago. It's gone. And all the older coaches are screaming now, like how, why, blah, blah, blah. And Tom is one of them. And it's like, sorry, dude. You know, it's it, y- 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 y'all let this happen. The Pandora's box is open. Uh, the Ark of the Covenant at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark is open. And the guy's face is melting. And you're <laughs> screaming that you just want the glasses to stay on his face. Like it's, it's already done. What's done is done. It's gone, right. and you're not going to fix it. it. It's gone. That ship has, that ship is halfway across the Atlantic and running into an iceberg. So, like the only thing that hurts job, kids good job, is good job, NCAA, and you know, and and he's right too. I mean, like he, he, it's a disservice to the players. But when has the NCAA ever cared about the players? I think it, it can help some players. I think a lot of players think it's going to help them more than it will. But you get to make that mistake um, because. You know, Everyone thinks the they're going to go somewhere else and start, right? And they don't. The, the top, the top, the top five percent need a leg, leg up in society, John. They really do. <laughs> right. You know, they don't get enough. They don't get enough leg ups anyway. So yeah, it's going to help out the top five percent, just like the rest of the top five percent. I think it is. It's probably hurt the top schools because they lose all that depth that they've been hoarding, telling everybody they're going to be stars at Alabama, and then realize they're not going to play at Alabama until they're a senior, and they don't want to wait that long because they know they could start in Arkansas. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, why, that's what it's going to hurt. It's going to help some of these other schools to be a little more competitive in that middle ground area. They're still not going to get the top talent guys, but you well, know, they're going to get one player. They're going to yeah, get one player. They're going to get a guy or two that's, who's going to go someplace else and do something different. And, and the big schools are just going to lose their depth. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Except for, except, for, except for the big schools that have deep pockets, you know. Yeah, if you can pay a is backup. It, is, is, is it really going to hurt Duke? I don't know. We'll find out, I suppose. But. I mean, is, we'll there, is it really going to hurt Wisconsin? I mean, Wisconsin's got deep pockets. They got a lot of guys from Wisconsin who have big businesses. There's a lot of Fortune 500 people uh, going to UW, right. so they're going to have a lot. They have a good NIL system right now because it is basically they, they do. businesses who partner with the university, not the university's money, but outside money. Right. Yeah. And then there's other there's other problematic things too. Like there's these committees to raise money to bring in players. But you know what the thing is right now is that you know you get Fortune 500 company that or Fortune 1000, Fortune 5000 for that matter, that wants to throw a million dollars at the school. It's a tax write-off. These committees to raise money to get kids in on NIL, it, it, it's not a tax write-off, and you have no say as to where your money goes. You know, if you if you pay a million dollars to Un- University of Wisconsin for a new business school, which frees up a million dollars to go to the athletic department. That's two different things entirely, or yeah. you know, if well, someone's paying independently for a for a player, but it's, well, technically, I, what you're it, you're doing is paying for advertising. You're paying for the right, right to use their images and such. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. it's paying for advertising as opposed to a donation because you're not donating to these right. kids. You're paying. I mean, ostensibly to get that, but we do have to get rolling into the the, the main segment of our thing. But I did wanted I, did, to just did I, I wanted I to hit on this. question, or did you I did. just take? Did I just okay. You did, and I I appreciate your insight on this, and, and I wanted to kind of talk about that because it's it is an important thing to say. But 
Uh, we're going to roll into Wisconsin sports now specifically, and uh, we'll get all that kicked off into the segment of our show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. Main event, we're going to surprise you. We're going Brewers because it is Requiem for a season time again. Uh, since what? Gosh, Every year six. Year. Year six of this. Uh, we've only had one season not end as a Requiem, and that was the Bucks season when they got a championship. Everything else has been a Requiem for a season. I don't know. I told you I did not like the matchup we had here. You agreed. Uh, this was mm-hmm. not the team we wanted to play. We wanted to play the Marlins, and that's what I was looking for, and that fell badly. Well, they're out there in LA. They're out there out in LA spanking the Dodgers right now, much to Bob Costas' disgust. So the best thing you can do is play the Brewers in the round one of the playoffs because the teams that beat Milwaukee go on to win the pennant. Like yeah. seriously, like the Nationals out of nowhere come in there and win win the whole thing. Uh, we've had just any number, all the teams, all the teams like the last the six Braves. years, the, the Braves, yeah, yeah, the Braves. Just we we keep losing the teams that win the pennant. So watch, watch the the Diamondbacks go on and. And be, I mean, did you see uh, one third of an inning for Kershaw before he gets pulled? He had a 162 ERA. <laughs> that was that was the it's most ridiculous thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Did, did you did you did you hear any of the Bob Costas stuff though? No, I didn't hear what he had to say. Like that that that, that dude shouldn't even be. He was calling the game. He shouldn't even be. He's so biased to the Dodgers. Like hmm. basically, it was like, how on earth could this beautiful team? be losing to such a bunch of stagnant losers. Like he was <laughs> being Bob Costas and, but just horribly towards like uh, the, the Dodgers. It was like, it was embarrassing. Like <laughs> hearing some of the clips. So it's like, Costas, just get off the air. Like he doesn't have a filter anymore. Like <laughs> stick uh, to the Olympics and your pink eye. But anyways, oh, yeah, no, the, the Diamondbacks are just mowing through the Dodgers right now. It's like, because what was the thing? It was like, oh, great. Well, we beat the Diamondbacks, and we have to play the Dodgers, and then we have to play the Braves. Apparently, the Diamondbacks don't care. They didn't get the memo that they're the worst team in the uh, NL and are just going to uh, plow through everybody, I guess. So good for them. Jeez. Yeah. Play, play the Brewers first. So, Yeah. So just looking back, I mean, we know how it ended. A rough little two-game stretch where my parents had tickets for game three and now they just get their money back i guess but the season was well above the expectation of what we had the beginning of this year we were telling everybody like hey man you know watch your expectations it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough ride we're gonna have to wait and see how this all plays out uh, be cool, baby. Be cool. Be yeah, cool. it was going to be nice, right? We were going to have a fun year and just see how it played out. We got a lot of young guys, and then the... it's to ring. It's to ring like a boomerang. Don't worry <laughs> about it, baby. It'll be okay. And it was okay. I mean, get a, a National League Central Division uh, pennant out of this. Uh, you know, winning a division is a big deal, especially you know I think baseball with with everything there. And they led it most of the way. Pirates had a stint there. The Reds had a stint there. But the, the Brewers kind of held on to it most of the year, it felt like, and did it with a lot of – I mean, they they lost Woodruff for big chunks of the season. They lost Peralta for a little bit. Maybe, uh, maybe forever now, by the way, but anyway. We'll see. Yeah. They still got one arbitration on, on each of those two guys. We'll see what happens there. No, though. I mean I mean, I mean, mean his shoulder. I don't, yeah. think he's, I don't think he's coming back. But anyways. Yeah, we'll have to see on some of that. 
But, I mean, uh, I'll, as, soon, as soon as you're done, I'll talk about the Matt Arnold press conference. Yeah. So. Uh, also lost uh, Garrett Mitchell for just about the entire season very early on. He was looking very good. He he was good last year when he came up, late season call-up, uh, and he looked very good. He's a fantastic center fielder, uh, just gets everything out there. We were lucky enough that Weimer was able to be the glove in center field for quite a while until Freelich got hurt early in the year. So his call-up didn't happen until the day that Aaron and I were in the ballpark together. Uh, so and then he went nuts. That was a that was the craziest non like playoff atmosphere baseball game I've ever been to in my life. That it was, was insane. Nuts. Everybody's been waiting for this guy. And, and non Chicago Chicago games can get loud too. But yeah, just yeah. wait till Chario comes up uh, next year. Probably is my thought. Unless they finish unless they trade him. Unless they trade him for um, Pete Alonso, right? I don't know about. I mean, I don't want to see that. They. I mean, I'm trying to remember. Do they have a player option on? On Santana, is that how that goes? I'm no, sorry. I'll talk about that during my yeah. Bit okay, yeah. Um, big things coming up. Woodruff and Burns have uh, arbitration. All right, so they're on an arbitration. Woodruff is arbitration. Well, coming up for next year. Let's just double check. Um, Woodruff, Woodruff, Burns, and Adamas are all up next year. Yeah, they all got more arbitration going. Blake Perkins is pre-arbitration. Colin Ray arbitration yeah. to Adrian Hauser. And Willie yeah. Damas, Arbitration 3, Corbin Burns, Arbitration 3, Eric Lauer, 3. Yeah, the big guys we still got, who we don't have to worry about anything right now, are Canna, who, who they do have for a uh, 11.5 for next year. Maybe they have to pick up They have to pick up his I option. I think they have that. a club option on him. They have a club option on Andrew Chafin, which let him go. Um, he was not good. Club option on Justin Wilson. Uh, Aaron Ashby still under contract. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh he, I mean, he's been hurt a lot. Uh, yeah. Wade Miley and Christian I, 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 I forgot he was on the team. That's how much he's been hurt. So Yeah. Anyways. Peralta, Miley, and Yelich all still just under regular contract. No options, no anything. They're just under contract. Everyone else is going into arbitration or pre-arbitration, like uh, Contreras, uh, Mitchell, Weimer, uh, Freilich, all those guys there. Arebe, uh, all pre-arbitration. Uh, yeah, so here's the big ones. Bringing in these young pitchers, too, I think, was was fantastic this year. All of them are back-end guys. So, you know, uh, Piamps coming in, um, Peguero, Uribe uh, coming in and getting those late innings, uh, helping out. Milner, a little older guy, uh, he was nice to have this year. Uh, he did a great job. Uh, hard pitch to pick up with the way he delivers that with the left arm from that side angle, uh, kind of submarine pitch. That that was a lot of fun. The raw the Raleigh fingers delivery. Definitely. Yeah, it's just just something hard to pick up. It's hard to track that ball as it comes across. Uh, but yeah, we're, we'll have to see what this team kind of looks like. I think a lot of these guys will be back. We got a lot of young guys. What are your your in, initial thoughts right now heading into this arbitration? And I know you watched the uh, uh, Matt, oh, I listen, Matt Arnold. I listened. I listened. I listened to a good chant. A good part of the Matt Arnold um, press uh, closing press conference. Um, so there's some things. The first thing right off the bat they talked about was council. Um, council's up in the air. Uh, it doesn't seem like he'll be going to the Mets, so that's good. Okay. However, there's there's this weird thing like, will he be back next year? Is he going to spend time with family? Um, his son obviously plays baseball at Michigan. He's got two girls that are in high school in Whitefish Bay. Um, <clears throat> he's made a lot of money in his career between things. I mean, even talking about like a gap year, like maybe he just doesn't manage for one year and then comes back the year after that, which now would seem like the worst time for that. But anyhow, (laughs) 
I mean, I, I get it. I, I, I mean, I'm at that in my military career right now where I'm a little at, at odds with what am I going to do? Like, I'm kind of at a crossroads, like I'm not progressing anymore. Am I going to push my retirement or whatnot? You know, it's not, it's not apples to apples, but I've spent just as much time in the military as he's done playing baseball. Actually, he's got more baseball time than I do. But anyways, so you get to that point, like, you're just like, well, shoot, what am I going to do? You know? So I'm going to bang my head against the wall a little bit longer, or am I going to try something else and see what happens? I'm talented. We'll figure, figure stuff out down the road here. Um, so there's that. I mean, what do you think about him taking a gap year, John, or something? Like I don't that? think it, that's a thing, a, right? Like what? It, it, it'd be unheard of. I mean, like people take sabbaticals from work all the time. It's like, sometimes you forget that, that this is their job. Like maybe you do just, I mean, maybe it would be good sometimes for a coach to just like take a year off. Belichick should take a year off for sure. That dude's <laughs> needs to regroup. You know? Yeah. That, <laughs> so, could, that could happen. Yeah. It's, yeah, but, uh, but I mean, like you just, uh, I, I don't know. So there's that. Um, I think in my heart of hearts, I think council will be back. I think council's got a couple more years of managing it. And um, some, some people are built to manage for, for 20, 25 years or manage for a while and then be a bench coach forever, a first base coach. And um, council's a little too smart for that, I think. Um, but I think he's got a couple year, more years of managing in him. As long as yeah. Euchre's around, I think he'll be around. I think he's got some loyalty to Euchre, um, as weird as that sounds. Oh, that <laughs> and and, I mean, I think he does, but I think he's also got some loyalty to uh, the, the team, and I don't think he's going to walk away. And that's why I said maybe a gap year's a thing. Maybe he does just need a year to, I don't know, like take some time off. He did take time off when his son graduated, or graduated this year, played in the College World Series. What was it? Yeah, well, I mean, I I can see taking time off in season for family things like that, whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, the the one thing is like a gap year is, I mean, that's leaving your team hanging for a long time. And what ownership group is going to just do that, right? Well, I I, I don't know, but but either way, so that that's yeah. a thing. So anyhow, but we'll move on from that. I was just thinking that, uh, Canna. They talked about Canna. Um, obviously, Canna came here, started off slow. Uh, picked it up real quick. Has the yeah. best walk-up music in Major League Baseball right now. <laughs> uh, with you, that "Sweet Dreams" by the Arrhythmics oh. as he walks up to the plate <laughs> is so great. That's awesome. Because just just that two hundred decibel sound system in Amphan Field. It's it's amazing, and he's uh, he was clutched down the, the stretch. Uh, he's a good DH uh, backup outfielder. Um, I think they pick up that option, but I mean, oh. if they're going to go cheap, ne- if they're going to go cheap next year, man, watch out. I mean, he might be a, so, and that leads into the next one. The next thing that he was asked about the outfielder situation and the fact that, uh, and it was the only, the only question Matt Arnold didn't really answer straight up. And it was, we have depth until you don't have depth, you know, which is true. He was talking about how, when uh, Mitchell and Freilich both got injured, and you know trio's not up yet which he should be next year but you know they have a lot of outfield depth and like other questions about like moving you know and this is on the post analysis like do you do you move one of those outfielders to first base because you know you you do have a lot of outfielders now it's incredibly easy to pick up (laughs) (laughs) what's 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 the line from moneyball 
it's incredibly easy. It's incredibly easy to pick up. Tell them how easy it is. It's incredibly difficult. Incredibly no, I don't listen to yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't listen to him. So, but I mean, they do. They have a lot of outfielders, and they don't have a legit first baseman. I, I didn't hear anything talked about. Uh, I was in the car driving at the time, and someone cut me off. So they might have talked about Carlos Santana during that time, but uh, I didn't. I didn't hear anything about uh, a first baseman at all. So. And then uh, they didn't want to talk about Woodruff at all, um, which you can't. But, I mean, as much time as he missed this year and then missing the play. You know, so not that it's even comparable, not comparable because it's a, a loss of a life. But that uh, 2011 when the Packers were 15-1 and one, and just before the playoffs started, uh, Joe Philbin's son went missing and had died. Uh, yeah. and it takes everything away from what's actually happening and what you're doing and it's, it just throws a wrench into the system, everything that's been grinding and working and everything's great. You know, like I said, I, I know what hyperbole is. I'm not trying to step into hyperbole. I'm just trying to say something that's jarring. You know, like yeah. Woodruff, who's obviously one of the team leaders, just before the first game of the playoffs, saying, I can't go, my shoulder's shot, you know? And mm -hmm. it's like, well, geez. Like, well, that was, that was part of the plan. It was going right. to be burns Woodruff Peralta all the way through, like, and no one will stop us. And it's like, and not only that, but it was like, they, they shouldn't even let him have a press conference because he was crying in that press conference. And yeah. I don't know how much that affects people. Like they should have kept it on the down low or something. I don't know. But like, that seemed to like really, I don't know why it's just like turned everything, like everything got sour and it shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have been sour at all because the team has the ability they won a whole bunch of games without Woodruff during the year, but for some reason it all became wrapped around like, oh, they don't have Woodruff anymore. Who cares? Like they could have they could have made it without him. Yeah. But it was like it, it like sucked all the air out of the room. Just like the the dang hater trade last year. It was it was one of those it was like, well, what's this? Like it's just it's like it's like a built in excuse before it even has to happen. Like this happens every year. You know, last year it was Devin Williams punching the wall during the post-game playoff celebration after having some champagne. Remember that? He busted up his hand. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just weird, just weird, like, out of nowhere. And it's like, it, it just, I, I don't know, man. Uh, it's, this this Bruce team is cursed. Like, since 2019, you know, they took the Dodgers seven games in the uh, NLCS. And yeah. I don't know. I, you know, and I wasn't trying to make the hater thing and the Devin Williams thing together. It was just like, you know, it was just things <clears throat> compound in ways that right seem to happen right yeah. at the end. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I mean, I mean, what 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 else explains the team coming out absolutely flat against the Diamondbacks? You know, it, I mean, the only thing that changed was they didn't put they didn't put Teles on the roster, and they decided to put Winker up and strike out twice. And Winker, I, yeah, I that was a that, idea. That, that I mean, but that was in game. But I mean, um, not I, I don't I think not putting Rowdy on the roster might have had something to do with it. But definitely, I mean, the the big thing like they were hot going into the playoffs. They won a whole bunch. They took out the Cubs. They definitely they they defined. How am I trying to say this? They they won the Central in fashion. Like they yeah. they, they walked away they knocked with it. Out, and then when they didn't have to beat the Cubs at the end, they still beat them two out of three times in the last series of the year, right? Yeah. So they were the they were the central champ. And then they just sleepwalk into these games and and they were getting booed. I mean, that's uh, that's it's just 
And people were walking out half Mark Anastasio was walking out before the game was done in game one. You know, so to beat I mean, he's like me, he's gotta beat traffic, right? You know, so yeah, it's just like he's gotta get himself a helipad or something. I don't know. Like what's he doing having to beat traffic? I mean that's that's hundred and fifty <laughs> million of the seven hundred million dollar bill that is being proposed to um, I want this bears saying though the beginning of the season was everybody in Wisconsin yelling about how the Brewers are terrible. We're going to hate them. This is such a terrible team. Atanasio and Arnold are only doing this to cut money because they hate this team and they want to just sell it for parts and they don't know what they're doing. And it turns out they had this large group of very talented players they had been bringing up for years, obviously for years that this had been a plan in the progress for years to have all these guys together. Um, Terang and you know even you know Weimer's basically a bench guy from what's going to happen with this outfield because it's going to be Freilich and Mitchell and then in a few years Chario is going to be that that outfield with he'll be he'll be the guy down AAA that's ready to come up at any point when everyone gets hurt so yeah and so you're like okay so wow this guy this guy had a plan and yeah it involved getting rid of a lot of guys that were paying but we weren't I mean we, we weren't hurting for losing them they had a lot of guys who had a lot of talent. They brought them up, and you hate to say this because they, they should have paid Corbin Burns the extra. Seriously, what was it? It was like 250000 right? It was something right, dumb. It was be. a dumb amount. But sadly, they were actually 100% right that, I mean, he was still good. He was good this year. He was a very good mm-hmm. pitcher. He is a top end of, of baseball, and he's a guy who's going to be year two on most teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was not who he has been, and some people are catching up to him a little bit. And you know, maybe mm-hmm. he comes back next year and he's feeling better. Maybe they pay him this year. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I, if they're I, gonna, I, I, they got to fix that. I, I doubt it. I doubt it too. But they should, if they're serious, they should try to fix that relationship because they definitely messed with him. And, and the thing is, well, seeing they're, what they're, they're going to do going, with the pitching. They're not going to, John. What no. you just said, like Matt Arnold and Anastasio coming into the season, trying to lowball the, you know, lowball their players and like sell it off for parts. That's that's not too far off. It's just the fact that you can't take a you can't tank a team. But they weren't. If they're selling. doing well enough not to be tanking. Right. They weren't and, selling I mean, it off for parts though, because the parts they had were better parts. They replaced older parts with newer parts that were division champs. They they get they got they got better faster than they wanted to. And John, if you want to sit there and and, and back them up, I would say yeah. to you that why did the commissioner come in in August then and say this baseball stadium is trash, it's way behind standard, and I mean they better do something or we're going to have to move this team out. Well, they also pointed the out it's the, the commissioner doesn't just do that for funsies. They also the owner, pointed out you, correctly the, that it's in the, the contract that the state will do that upkeep. The state has I already know, agreed to do it. So, but but at the same time, like, who does the commissioner work for? Yeah, the owners. Who works for the owners? The owners. So, I mean, we can't just let him. We can't let Anastasia off the hook. Okay, that also like, doesn't have anything he, to do with he, this he, team he, building, though, because they they had a clear plan that worked. So, I mean, like, he should get some benefit for that because what happened actually isn't that he was trying well, to kill this team and tank. Maybe Matt Arnold and Craig Council and the entire scouting team and staff. And including the guys who they fired last works. year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those guys too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, this is obviously been a plan that's been in the works for a couple of years uh, with several guys that we've been talking about coming up for a couple of years. And, you know, I mean, like, they, they actually did their due diligence. 
this is what you have to do when you're not top 10 in payroll. You have to do this is exactly what the Royals did when everyone except for they took longer in bringing up their guys and in between actually did sell off all their parts where the Brewers held on to several guys until these guys were ready and stayed competitive while they were waiting to get these guys ready. And now these guys are ready and they're the, these guys on this team are going to get better except for Yelich, you know, and, and Burns and, uh, and, and Woodruff. Uh, a lot of these guys on this team are going to be better in the next two and three years. Uh, so well, we hope. there's some hope. So yeah, I mean, if, if they're not, if they're if they're not, that's gone. true. That's true. I mean, there are things that can happen. Obviously, there's a number of things that can go wrong, but you, you get the feeling I that mean, I mean, they're doing I, better. I, I really think the thermometer is going to be if they actually keep Canna on that. What do you say, eleven point three million dollar option? Yeah, I know it's just, it's just north of ten, right? So if they let him go, I, I I'm I'm not, I'm going to be back on that. What are we yeah. doing here? 11.5 with a, I don't know. They should change the signing bonus because it's 666,668. No, right. No. Can, can we shortchange him uh, $250,000? No. Take it up to an even 700,000. <clears> just not the 666. We can't do 666. No, sh- sh- shortchange him $250,000. Take that $250,000 and put it straight into the air and fly them off for a bank account. Thank you. Oh, well, I'm on board with that one. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's 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 pay me, and then and then I will shut up. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, oh I God. I think that there's still, if nothing else, uh, hope for this next year coming up, and I think that this is a, a decent team that should be still fun to watch in the coming years. So that's it was, promising. It was a good. Te- it was a good team that had a lot of promise, and uh, that series just blew up in their face. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure what happened between the Sunday game with Cubs and first game against the Diamondbacks, but I, I'm not sure it was, it was a different team that came out on the field. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to just, we'll just have to see how some of this plays out. we got a lot of young guys out there and it's going to be interesting to watch as they go forward, but uh, that's where we are with the Brewer season. And that is all we will have until gosh, March, February, all that time frame. So and we don't even talk about baseball until like July anyway, so it's more more like about nine. <laughs> Early on, we get the feel of this team because you can't really start <laughs> to understand how the team is really going to pull out until you know, like you get closer to that All Star break and then see what are the things that are sticking, what are the things that are falling apart. I guess. Oh my uh, god, how much time do we get out of the Requiem for the Brewers? That was a legit like. Uh, yeah, there, right there's the plenty to talk about with a lot of contracts. A lot of things are be interesting to see going on here. So that'll be. I thought it was. I thought we'll it was gonna to be that. five minutes going. Five minutes of us going, <laughs> just sighing. <laughs> uh, uh, no, why? That'll start right now because Aaron, we got to talk yeah, about the Packers let's, game. Let's talk about the Packers. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to do with this Packers team. Uh, here's here's the first thing I want to say. In the last three games, now the Packers have scored six total points in the first half over three games. That's a shutout in one. A field goal on another and a field goal on this one. Six points. How how massively unprepared are you? This Raiders team is bad. They do not have a good defense. They were talking about, like, everyone's saying we've got bad defense, and here we are. We're going to show them wrong. No, they're still a bad defense, and this team played just terribly against third the bad defense. Coach, third risk coach in the NFL, too. So. Yeah, they've been bad. And, and just this Packers team came out flat. They came out... Uh, it feels like every week 
and I put this on Twitter and everywhere else too. It feels as if uh, Matt Lafleur is essentially preparing against a generic opponent. That he's running a system and he's going to do the system and the system is going to save us all. And it doesn't matter who we play because they were letting tight ends go one on one against Max Crosby. What are you doing? You, you, well, and they and, and they were letting linebackers go one on one against uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah, so Preston Smith it. was in coverage on Devontae Adams. Man, I mean, it wasn't man. It was technically they were running a three three zone, and you know, once he they're steps running, inside, a base, but yeah. yeah, a weird base where yes, you've got him covering the flat. Devontae cuts inside. They did that on both sides because they were only running three across the front line. McDuffie technically has to cover both the cut routes, both the, the slant routes. He can't do that. That's not a thing that McDuffie is built to really, I mean, nobody can do that. Nobody could do, I don't care if it's Quay, I don't care if it's McDuffie, who, by the way, has been remarkably, you know, just average as okay. a linebacker. Like, okay, yeah. Which is all you can Very C, C, C minus. Yeah. He can play. Uh, he right. attacks the line very well. He reads plays very well. He's just not massively athletically gifted. He's been fine. But but, but, if Jeff, Quay, but Jair's going to have a hard time covering Devontae Adams. Like, why? Yeah, right. and it's... And we didn't and, let him I mean, do that. I, under, I understand that they're running their base defense and they're not switching out of this, but it's because they so have young dumb. players. And I, I mean, but it's going to start... I mean, did you see the Jair uh, post-game interview at his I, locker? I didn't. I was... No, he was, talk, he was talking about how the defense has their stuff together and that uh, the young guys on offense you know they got to figure their stuff out he's not wrong in this uh, game they held the the raiders to 17 some of it a little you know they give up the that late touchdown which you know the packers were up 13 to 10 give up a fourth quarter touchdown they also had to make up for three interceptions yes and the the last one two two interceptions but you know the last one really didn't matter but well, yeah, I one mean, of them it mattered. It, it, mattered, it mattered in the in the frame of the game, not against yes. the defense. Yeah, yes, so. it it well, they got a very short field the one time. He almost took it in, and then they the defense held and held him to the field goal. And quite honestly, the defense did fine. They didn't look amazing. They made enough good plays. Rudy Ford with the pick, and then ran into the only guy who was anywhere near him in the end zone. Ran like right at him, like cut towards him. It was like, oh my gosh. This, this is why well, you can't be a receiver. What, what, what's crazy is a call back to last week, too. You were talking about how the safety is not being up in the line. Rudy Ford was up on the line a lot yesterday. He was making yeah. tackles at the line. And so was Quay Walker before he had to go out, too. Because like, I was going to talk about that today. When I don't honestly yeah, I don't honestly have complaints about the defense this week. Like No, they, they, were... they, they, honestly did, they honestly did all the things that you said were wrong last week right. Like, yeah. Rudy Ford was up at the line. Uh, Savage ended up being hurt so did quay and then uh but before quay went out quay was up making tackles on the line like they had him up close so yeah, yeah. and that's you know with with Keyshawn so out too like it, it, he they were doing great but anyways so yeah you can't back back let back to let's get back to lafleur though let's get back to the game call man uh, early on i get the idea you get behind your line you run with Dylan. I'll say this: they did a better idea with Dylan, Dylan this week. They ran Dylan between the tackles. They got his shoulder square and let him push forward. He's not a cutting running back. Uh, his he ran way, like how he's supposed to. Right. They they made a plan to let him do the things he does best, which is great. But they don't do that for, for Jordan Love. Jordan Love, though, also super hesitant uh, on a lot of things where he goes. And then the one where he just pulled off and threw it. 
I mean, the, the linebacker and the corner are between him and the the receiver. I'm like, I, you can't even see the receiver for the number of black jerseys between him and the ball and where he's trying to put the ball. Mm-hmm. That was that's, insanely that's, dumb. That's that's in, that's legitimately his first really bad pass this year, though. Yeah, like, he's. I, I'll, I'll say that this was a terrible love game. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to make a career long decision on a guy who has now started six game games. Freshman year of college. Yeah, so he has now started six total games. Three of them have been kind of stinkers, and three of them have been decently good. And we mm-hmm. don't know what he is yet. Uh, he's not going to become Aaron Rodgers, by the way. But a lot of guys who aren't Aaron Rodgers win Super Bowls, as many as Aaron Rodgers did. Uh, let's be clear. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we do have to. He can't play like this. He cannot be what he did this game. He had the one. Uh, quite honestly, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think the play of the game was the guy who horse collared, uh, who horse collared Watson to the ground because wow. that was going to be seventeen to ten, and mm-hmm. uh, then we we ran it, you know, ran it twice until it was an obvious throwing down, and then threw the ball away to nowhere, and it was like, oh my gosh. Uh, you, you thing have... is, thing is, Watson makes it in the end zone on that play. There's a completely different narrative today, too. Like that's yeah. the other thing. Like, it's, it's it's everything in the NFL is so hinged on one play or two plays. Like, right? Yeah, you know, he makes that in uh, the last play of the game where it was intercepted by the five foot seven guy. Like, it, had he looked two seconds earlier, Watson was down right the on. sideline already, and he could have made that play too at the end. And we'd all be like, "This is our quarterback of the future." But you know what? He makes a couple of mistakes. And, you know, you say he can't have the same projection as Aaron Rodgers. A, number one, I don't want another Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers had like four good years. And then everything else after that was a drama fest that slowly <laughs> slid downhill that really accomplished nothing except for killing my Packer fandom and any hope in ever winning a, pre- a postseason game. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, Love will be fine. This is his first year. And, and everyone needs to to just be cool, like like, like a George Clooney in the Devil's Own. Just just be cool, baby. Just be cool. Like a couple right? of Fonzies here is what Fonzie like. Just Fonzie's just cool. just be cool. This be is cool. this is what this season was supposed to be. Right. And for everybody that wants to, the only thing that I have that I have a real beef about is that that Lafleur is, you know, Joe Barry sucks and he needs to be fired. Because of you, because of things, his defense is playing well in spite of his calls, as in having Preston Smith on Devonte Adams on a very basic switch out play. Anyways, but Lafleur right now <laughs> is giving very generic offensive plays to the offense, much like as if Aaron Rodgers was still here, and he can't do that. He needs to have very detailed offensive plays. He needs he needs to have a very detailed offensive approach. And it seems like it's just very much wide open, you know, like, let's see what they can do. And this is not the time to do that. You know, like let's, let's buckle this thing down. You know, let's, let's, you know, have 20 scripted plays to bring, to begin the game. And cause I I think love can make all the throws. Love can do the things. It sucks that, you know, we're running out AJ Dillon, who is a borderline second, uh, second running back probably an RB three on some other teams, but I love the guy, but yeah. and this was his best showing of the year, which he's only had a couple good showings in, in the NFL. Jones isn't out there. You know, Dobbs is dropping balls more than Vikings receivers are. Um, 
Musgrave's making stupid mistakes. And this is a young team. This is what's going to happen with a young team. Yeah. They're, they're all very young. Um, and so the, the expectation sh- shouldn't be on the players to do better. It should be on the coaching staff to put them in better positions. And I think, I think the ebb and flow of things like, if Matt LaFleur would have been brought in this year to take over this team, it'd be a much different approach. Matt LaFleur got brought in in a weird situation and got handed this team now after the team that he had when he got here, which was a Super Bowl contending team for two years. Yeah. And I don't think he knows how to deal with it yet. He needs to adjust. Love needs to adjust. There's a big adjustment period that has to happen here. Plus right now the offensive line, is okay, but not great, which has always been the calling card of the Green Bay Packers as well. So yeah, I mean, they've had some injuries. Love, that love, love, loves, loves only as good as the people he's throwing it to. And as bad as it was that Love threw that last interception to the five foot seven guy, Watson did not adjust because Watson hasn't played enough to know how to adjust to that throw. Yeah, if Jordan's doing it better. He lofts it and puts it to the back pylon, where only Watson, Watson can if, get to it. Yeah, Watson. If, if, if Watson's doing better, he works back to the ball and jumps over top of the guy that he's a half a foot taller than, and either draws a pi or pulls it out of his hands. Right. I mean, Instead, it, it'd be easier if it wasn't thrown as low and as hard as it was if it was lofted a little bit. So yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of room right. to go around to a lot of people. It, You're right. It, yeah. It, instead, instead, Spud Webb caught it off his chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like well, there's there's enough blame to go around to everybody. It's like you can't put on love. The, 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 what I put it directly on top of is Matt LaFleur right now for for not coaching the team to where they need to be and not firing Joe Barry. Well, I think he's also trying yep. to treat Jordan Love like he's Aaron Rodgers. Here's here's some interesting things here. So basically right now his yards per attempt this year are 6.7. Uh, and his, yard, yeah, his yards per completion are 12, 12.0. Um, mm-hmm. He's completing what fifty five point six percent of his passes, uh, eight touchdowns, six interceptions. There's this one guy who, in his first year starting, eighteen touchdowns, twelve interceptions. Uh, yeah, sixty three point nine percent. But his yards per attempt were six point nine. Yards per completion were ten point eight. Going a little closer in than what we're doing here at this point. But also, uh, that was Tom Brady because he walked into just- a winning team. And they said, let's just not put it all on you. Let's let you do some things you're successful at, which is we're going to keep it controlled. We're going to use our run game. We're going to have some successful scheming to get you easier passes. He threw uh, his per game average did not reach. I mean, let's see until uh, 2007. Until Randy Moss came came around and he was throwing 50 touchdowns too. Like his his first six years as a starter, he only once averaged over 250 yards a game his his year he won the super bowl in 2001 he averaged 189 and a half yards a game had an mm 86.5 rating that year i mean he didn't have over a 100 rating in any of his first six seasons as a starter he only twice made it to 90 now now different different times too i mean that was 23 years ago or 22 years ago now too but i mean even through the end of his career he i mean but that was a time with with where we're um Warner was lighting up the world with the greatest show on turf and there was Favre mm-hmm. and there were, I mean, it's not like nobody threw the ball. Just, they said, let's just do this. We're going to make sure we don't overwhelm you and we're going to make sure you're set for six, 18 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I mean, 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying about yeah. that's what I'm saying about that's Controlled. what I'm saying about LaFleur. Like right. he was spoiled. He came into a coaching situation where he had one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Now, is Love's arm as good as Rodgers? Maybe. Mm. He's shown signs of having a big arm, but like he doesn't know how to dial it up. He and is, yeah. It's it's just it's he doesn't he doesn't know he's not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and, as, and even though I said the offensive line isn't as good as it has been, the guy can stand there back for a little bit. And he's just, it, it's, it's not his fault either. He's a first year starter. Right. He can't be expected to do the things that a 15 year, however many year veteran Aaron Rodgers was last year, who is cerebral and just a, a killer, just a killer yeah. is what he was. He was, he was just an assassin tossing balls that nobody else could do. Like, LaFleur needs to dial back what he's thinking about what Love can do as well, because he wants to let him just be, look, you're just as good as Rodgers. Just go do it. That's what it feels like is going on. Yeah. But that's not what's happening. And the team is not at that point right now. Like, And Rodgers came out on McAfee this morning and even said as much. Like, uh, he 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 said, and this is good on Rodgers, and then he went on to the Pfizer thing. But anyways, <laughs> the Pfizer thing, but anyhow. But he basically, this is going to run. He said he, he, he reached out to Jordan last night after the game or this morning, whichever it was, one of the two, but after the game and said, hey, keep up your confidence. You'll be fine. And Roger's like, this guy's going to be around a long time. He's going to do great. He's going to do good things because he is like, he's just a good young, like how many, co- Peyton Manning was terrible his first year. Yeah. Rogers was not exactly great his first year as a starter. Nobody comes out firing. Like, Mike Vick was really good his first year, but that's because the dude could run a four one forty, and he was just a left-handed throwing quarterback yeah. that could run. You know, he was a different so, type of yeah, a, a different kind of thing altogether, and it, it was a different kind of great. I mean, Justin Fields has all the ta- talent in the world. That guy has been suffering for three years and like had just one good game last week, and it, it was like, wow, this is what this guy can do. Like these young these young quarterbacks, they expect him to just come in and win right away. Mm-hmm. They don't. I mean, Goff is doing more with the Lions now than he ever did with the Rams. And that's because he has been he has enough talent. He's been put into a good situation. I mean, the Carr brothers are perfect examples of people with all the talent in the world but put into bad situations. And they can't, you know, they've suffered their whole career for it. David Carr was an unbelievable quarterback coming out of Fresno State. They sent him to Houston as an expansion team. He proceeded to get sacked 70 times a year for his first four years. And he couldn't do anything, you know, and eventually, you know, won a Super Bowl ring with the Giants as a backup, <laughs> but never anywhere else. But he if you hear him talk now, like he's super smart and he had all the tools, but, you know, well, loves and... in a good the, the, in a good spot, loves in a good spot. And this team has a lot of young talent. It's first of all, expectations should be lower. And and next, like you said, like, let's let's make the offense around building his confidence, not trying to do things Aaron Rodgers did. Right. Boy, I should be on, I sounded like I should be on ESPN. (laughs) Oh no, ESPN fires all their good talent. Never mind. (laughs) Well, you also talk about like the Raiders with with Derek Carr, 2016, Derek Carr led in like every statistical category uh, was going to be the MVP. Uh, He had, yeah, but his knee with two games left. Uh, they were twelve and two coming into that one. Lost that game. Lost the next game. Uh, finished twelve and four, and then the Patriots passed them. And then they, I think they gave Brady the MVP that year. But he was going to be MVP, and Weird. then he blew out his knee. Yeah, so it was it was a rough bit for him on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah, I don't know. The, at least the, the Packers have a bye week next week, so. Well, and, and, and Derek Carr also had to manage his team moving from one city to another, True. by the way, which yeah, yeah. is a thing. But anyways, so next week, sorry, go ahead. Next week, we don't have to worry about anything. Hopefully, they can figure some things out, spend some time actually getting ready for the next game the Packers got coming up. Uh, they're going to have the Broncos. Should get ready for the Broncos. And then they'll have the, the well, they're going to play in Denver. And then they're coming back and play the Vikings, who just put Justin Jefferson on IR. So, yeah. Uh, we'll yeah, we won't go down that. Yeah, so but, oh, but, you got to get the way, right I, for these two games. You got to. You just have to at this point. Yeah, so go ahead. I said that I said that McDaniels is the third worst coach in the NFL. <laughs> We're the two worst coaches. Well, Sean Payton, is that it? Yeah. Uh, and... uh, what's his name? Um, who's the Bears coach? <laughs> I always forget his stupid name. <laughs> now that Nagy's <laughs> gone, yeah, they got Iberflus. Yeah, Iberflus. Yeah, Iberflus yeah. and Payton. It was, yeah. Yeah, I was, God, I was like... I hope I hope Sean Payton loses every single game he coaches for the rest of the time he's in the NFL. <laughs> well, they keep losing to their former head coaches too in Denver now, <laughs> so that's been a thing. All God, right. That was so great. That was so great how the Jets trolled uh, the Broncos last week after that game. That was <laughs> unbelievable. All so. right. Well, we did have a surprise, and I was very concerned about this Rutgers game. We talked about this last week. Rutgers' defense was good. It's a good defense. Uh, Badger stepped up and got a defensive touchdown in this one. Uh, pick six. I mean, he and he stared him down. Thought they were going to get man coverage on an out route. Uh, Ricardo Hallman, who's the one of the the transfer guys they brought in, uh, he steps in, picks off that ball, takes it ninety six yards, and uh, Badgers Badgers were up actually it was twenty four to six. Gave up the late touchdown to make it twenty four thirteen. Homecoming game there and uh, getting. Getting a good win against a winning team there, I'll say, even though it is a home game, and that Rutgers is not not one of those teams you write home about having beaten Rutgers in football, unless it's you know 1898. But at this point, you, you take those wins. Uh, Rutgers now four and two on the season, uh, but one and two in the Big Ten. Uh, Badgers remain two and zero oh in the Big Ten, one of only four teams that are undefeated in the Big Ten. Knock on wood. Uh, but they're going to play Iowa this week. And if you've been listening to the show, I think Iowa's going to win the West. But this is going to be an interesting This is going to be an interesting game. Uh, the Badgers are favored in this one. Uh, I guess, you know, because they're home. It will be a home mm-hmm. game. I think it's a, the spread is like Badgers by 10. I, I, I just find the whole thing strange to hear, just in general. This Iowa defense is still, they're, they're not a bad defense. Uh, they, they do give up 324 yards a game with Badgers give up 355 Badgers defense well, has not well, been as normal. I, I was quarterback just went out with an ACL injury, right? Uh, is that McNamara? I uh, believe so. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and he has not been particularly good at this point. I right? mean, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the, maybe that's how it gets up to plus 10. So yeah. hold on a second. You, yeah, you no, he did just, he did just tear his ACL. He was carted off in the game this last week. Um, Which means, I mean, so, I mean basically, 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 what what that line is then is that Las Vegas is figuring that the Badgers are going to win ten to zero. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Deacon <laughs> Hill stepping in. Uh, this has not been, uh, uh, you know, the sort of I, I don't know. I mean, like Iowa was really expecting that that Cade McNamara was coming in and they were going to move the ball. Or they're still getting 129 yards passing a game, which is actually worse than Wisconsin. 
Uh, and and, uh, and, and, and all those passing yards are going to tight ends that end up being great in the NFL. <laughs> right. They do have another good tight end on this team. Uh, so, that, you know, there of course, is... Of course they yeah yeah why not uh so they they just they just grow these kids i I don't know it's just uh it is no 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 offense had a great play last week with uh uh, seattle too and i was just like can it stop like (laughs) what is i don't know i don't know how i mean kittle is still on fire fant had that laporta looks for real now it's it's unbelievable iowa currently the worst offense in the big 10 uh, 249.2 yards per game is the worst offense in the Big Ten. Uh, trying to see just points per game. They are not the worst, though, because they, they probably some defense of 21.8 a game. The Badgers averaging uh, 31.4. So if you just go by just as if those scores would just hold up 21-31, which won't happen because both these teams have decent defenses. The I think the biggest thing that's going to be a, a big play in this one is can Wisconsin throw the ball? Uh, I think they're going to find some ways to run. They've got a very good defensive line. They graduated and, and lost a, uh, was it their top two linebackers on this team from last year. Uh, First-round draft pick, Campbell, obviously, off this team, uh, leading tackler on the team from the year before. Uh, but they've got linebackers. Iowa's got linebackers after linebackers. and uh, They've got linebackers forever. and tight ends for days. Yeah, just for days, just forever. Uh, if they can keep uh, – you know, if they can keep uh, Mordecai up and, and get him some throws here, they could be all right. The other thing Iowa always has is corners, though. So it's going to be interesting. True. If they can throw the ball, Wisconsin wins this easily. Otherwise, it's going to be a <laughs> this will be that 10 nothing game we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think, man, 10-3 is not an outlandish score here. And I think <laughs> no. that's going to be my pick. It's going to be I, awful. I, I... <laughs> That's why he said it's a 10-point favorite, and it's going to be like 13-3 to three or something yeah, like that. Or six. I mean, high-end high end like Corvette game, like if, if everyone's like laying pedal to the metal, it might be 16-13, you know? So Yeah. Or, 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 or it's going to be that weird game that somehow ends up being like 56-49 to 49 for no reason whatsoever. If the Badgers win it, this, it, though, I, I mean, I, I think they, they have to be the favorite to win the West. Because I don't like think Nebraska's there. It, if if they win this game, they're literally going to be like the Minnesota Twins of the AL Central, <laughs> who who couldn't. I mean, good on the Twins. They lost bad today now against Houston. But like the Twins, for the longest time, were just having like six game losing streaks and couldn't get out of their own way, but somehow still won the Central. And I, I if if the Badgers win this game, it's going to be just like that. It's going to be it would well who's who's gonna beat them like there's there's no no clear-cut favorite but i mean and if they do pull it off and they do go on to win the west in fickle's first year that's that's gonna be a big deal like no matter how they get it done like a coach's first year coming in i mean it would be his last win in the west because this is the last year there will be a western uh, division there will be no divisions starting next year True story, but I mean, it'd be a big thing for the program, and yeah. I, I, you know, it, it'll be, it, it'll probably be a knock them out, drag knock them out, drag them out game. Um, yeah. Like I said, sixteen to nine or some score like that, or just some unbelievably high score for no reason that defies all expectations. Yeah, but uh, because that's how college football works. But yeah, uh, yeah. after this, it, you'll it, get it, Illinois. Get on the 
Get on the Badgers. Yeah. You'll get Which, Illinois that, on the road. And don't, and, and, and don't come out Illinois either because no. that's been, that's been, a, that's been a, a terrible, terrible matchup for the Badgers the last couple of years too. Yeah. That's like, a rough one. But then Ohio State, which is a rough one, but they'll have them at home. At Indiana, Northwestern Nebraska at home and finish the year at Minnesota. So we'll have to see how that goes. I mean, there's there's a lot they can do right or wrong here. I don't feel particularly confident enough in this team to guarantee they beat a lot of people, but they're good enough. Um, but yeah, well, and, it would be nice to put bookends talk- on the Big Ten West uh, to win at the first and last years. True story. And honestly, the Ohio State game isn't as scary as it would be. No, I mean, after watching them play Maryland this last week, like I don't want to play Michigan. No, no, no way, no yeah. way. But Ohio State, like uh, Maryland, really put it to them. Like I don't think Wisconsin would beat Ohio State, but Ohio State's not great. No, either. this is not their so, year. All right. Yeah. All right. That's all we have for you know, all our major sports. So we're going to put everything else that we have into a segment of the show that we lovingly call our last call. <laughs> Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. Starting off the last call, we'll do some volleyball. Wisconsin continues to have you know the complete sweep of the Big Ten thus far. Uh, so like we've talked about, since they got into the Big Ten season after that thrilling game down in Gainesville, the 3-2 come, come from behind win in the fifth set, uh, three nothing over Northwestern, three nothing over Indiana, three nothing over number twenty two Ohio State, three nothing over Michigan, and then this week, three nothing over Iowa, three nothing over Illinois. Rutgers coming to the Fieldhouse Friday, October thirteenth. Uh, next one coming up uh, against Iowa. The Badgers win nineteen eighteen and sixteen in their straight set win. They have nine blocks to two, seven aces to four in this matchup. Uh, Wisconsin led by uh, Temi Thomas Aliara, uh, Alara, pardon me, with uh, 10 kills. Devin Robinson with 10, or pardon me, 9. And Sarah Franklin with 9. Yuli Orzal with 3 aces in this. She's been killing it from the serving line. Izzy Ashburn with 24 assists, uh, doing well there too. Uh, against Illinois, then, you know, Illinois is now 2 and 4 in the Big Ten, 7 and 9 overall. Wisconsin beats them 22, 15, and 12. Uh, so they broke their, broke their spirit in the third uh, there. Uh, 12 blocks to floor, uh, 12 blocks to four, pardon me. Six aces to two, uh, 46 kills to 28. Uh, getting led in the way this time by Sarah Franklin with 11 kills, Anna Smrek with 10, Carter Booth with eight. Uh, blocks, CeCe Crawford leads the way with seven. Uh, Izzy Ashburn again leads with assists with uh, 17 in this one. Uh, moving on to finally, we we do have some hockey again this week. The women's team continues to be ranked number one, continues to be undefeated. Uh, beating up on Lindenwood last week was one thing, but beating up on Boston College this week was something great. At Laban, uh, coming back home after going out to Maryland Heights last week, they beat Boston College five to three and twelve to two at home. They will actually have a conference matchup this next week as they play. On the 12th and 13th, uh, at Laban, they will have the Minnesota State of Mankato Mavericks coming into town. Also a fun story, uh, the men's hockey team currently undefeated at 2-0. They sweep Augustana, who is the only Division I hockey program in South Dakota. Uh, they've been there for, this is, I believe, their third year in D1 hockey. Uh, yeah, Badger, Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Badger men win four to nothing and three to nothing. They will have Bemidji State uh, in Bemidji on Friday the 13th. And then the 14th, they will head up to Grand Forks to face the uh, North Dakota, was it the Fighting Hawks. I if they're Hawks or Spirit, whatever they are now. Uh, d- yeah, we, yeah, they're just North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, North Dakota. Uh, Wisconsin men actually they, now they, up they, to... They, they should have just went with North Dakota hockey team. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin men's hockey team now up to 21st in the country. They're receiving uh, 73 uh, points in their voting. And they are right behind Connecticut, who has 78. But they are a long way from Northeastern, who has 150, 145, which is 19th. Uh, Badger women continue to take every single first place vote. Fun week in WIAC football this week. WIAC football featured a fantastic game, which has been down to the wire the last three years in a row now. Uh, UW lacrosse finally gets over the hump. They beat UW-Whitewater uh, 37-34. to 34. Oshkosh wins uh, a close one in oh, hey, double be, be, overtime. Hey, before, be, before you move off uh, Whitewater, I heard that today on uh, the local station down here because WCLO out of uh, Janesville covers the uh, mm-hmm. uh, Warhawks. That was They broke a record. That was the highest attended D3 um, wow. football game in, in, in their actual stadium, like not at a neutral site or something like that. Huh. So, like, you know, if they were to play, like, it, what is it, the Iron Bowl? Is that the D3? The Stag Bowl. The championship is the Stag Bowl, yeah. Stag Bowl, right. So, like, Alonzo they played Stag. that probably at a bigger stadium or something like that. No, Whitewater broke the record. It was, like, 21,000 some odd for <laughs> nice. the game. Like, yeah, that's incredible. That's yeah. absolutely incredible. 21,000 people at a D3 game? That's intense. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, there's not so that many people watching uh, the Phoenix Coyotes this year. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oshkosh beats Stout in Menominee in a two overtime game. They win forty eight to forty six. River Falls remains undefeated. They take uh Eau Claire just out behind the woodshed. Forty nine to seven in Eau Claire. Platteville uh fifty one to ten over UWSP. Current standings in football actually have oop, let's see. Uh, right now, River Falls and UW Lacrosse both undefeated at two and zero in conference. River Falls five and zero, Lacrosse four and one. Did lose to a ranked D two team, I think earlier this year. No, I'm sorry, it was a ranked another ranked uh, D one team or D three team here. But Whitewater drops from three all the way down to eleven in the polls this week. River Falls up to number four. Lacrosse jumps up from fourteen to nine. So. A lot going on there uh, in terms of Wisconsin uh, D three football. I think that we've that, lost. That's a, that's a lot of that's a lot of rank jumping for an overtime game. You'd think that'd be a little bit less than that, but anyhow. Well, lacrosse didn't go to overtime. Yeah, they just they beat Whitewater in regulation by three. Uh, River Falls jumping way up. Uh, Wartburg out of Iowa, number three. Mount Union, as we know, out of Ohio, number two. And North Central out of Illinois. We've defending champions uh five and oh they're still ranked number one uh they beat carroll out of uh wisconsin uh 60 69 to 24 this last week so there we go uh that's about all i've got right now for this week aaron anything else you wanted to add uh john i am good awesome. for this week yeah i think i've said enough <laughs> fantastic all right, everybody, make sure you go follow the show on uh, X Twitter or on Mastodon or on Blue Sky, whichever one uh, you like best. We're going to put stuff out there. 
uh, like to remind you that we're just happy to have you with us for another week of Wisconsin Sports. It was a rough week for us this week, but we're still here and still kicking. Uh, and wherever you are, uh, whether you're on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.